Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. That was an interesting day. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. The good news is it's Tuesday. It's not Monday anymore. Uh, the bad news is Monday was pretty brutal. Uh, so for the moment, we have ourselves a little bit of a relief pop, a little bit of an overnight rally. Uh, is that going to hold? Don't know. I'm going to say probably not. There is so much pain out there. Uh, we're we're going to like talk through just yesterday's Yesterday's action and 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 uh, yeah, I mean, just some of these stocks. Like I even like I had low expectations, right, for Upstart and for Good RX, but I did not see this coming. I mean, Upstart's down fifty percent today in one overnight session. It was already down eighty percent from its high. Man, brutal, brutal, brutal. Uh, the good news is. Uh, I've got Joel with me, I've got Dennis, and we've got Joel Kalina from Wedbush, who's our head of tech and media trading. Uh, he'll have some great thoughts on, on tech stocks, um, and that'll be at 835. So smash that like button, and I guess here we go. Let's start the show. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, before I bring Joel on, as a quick reminder, if you haven't checked out the new Benzinga.com slash pre-market page, check it out. Benzinga.com slash pre-market. This show is embedded on that page, so just watch us on that page. Now, let's get Joel on. Joel, good morning. We'll get Dennis on. Dennis, good morning. Uh, how how are we shaking? I don't know. Uh, Joel's on camera. mute. Joel's on mute, so can't hear him. Um, Dennis, we traffic away from that page. Why are we steering traffic back there now? Oh, well, we redesigned the page. It looks better. Oh, yeah, it looks it looks great now. Um, Dennis is wearing red. That's appropriate. Joel's wearing green. I think is that green? Actually, no. Red, green would be appropriate today. Everything is up except uh, well, well, not everything. Well, we'll, we'll get everything to those in a up. second. What's up? What's up? Uh the 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 futures are up. That's that that's about. Yeah, that's about it. We got a snapback rally, a bounce, a dead cat bounce, and we'll call it a dead cat bounce because this market was very dead yesterday, very dead the day before. So we're getting a dead cat bounce here this morning. It's a dead cat bounce for a lot of stocks, but unfortunately not for a couple stocks that reported disappointing earnings here last night. So do you want to start with the disappointments or do you don't want well, to start with oh, the good for, stuff? Let's start overnight, Joel. Can you bring up your charts and let's just start with the futures as always, and then we can go to the uh, – I want to start with yesterday – and just talk through the pain, and then we'll go. We'll go overnight, sure. then yesterday, then we'll get to some of these crazy movers from this morning session. Crazy, crazy movers. Crazy. 
Uh, we're in the green by 32 and a quarter handles. This is called 32 handles. Uh, good level on the downside. We touched that and kind of hard to find a level on the upside just because the way we came down yesterday. Uh, crude. Trying to find support down a buck 13, 101.96. Gold. This is called gold flat here at 1858.70. Silver still in the 21 handle. That's up just a couple pennies at 2185. Uh, a little bounce for Bitcoin, uh, up 635 at 31,565. And Ethereum futures are in the green as well by $133.50. Oh, all right. So Ethereum, look at that bounce back. Man, wish I would have bought the dip yesterday. Just kidding. So, all right. So, are, okay. As Joel just said, we're trading up here. Are, are we buying dips this morning after that just crushing day yesterday or what? I'm sticking to the same thing that I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. I'm not buying the dip until I see the data for inflation start to slow down because it's all about the CPI. This next direction is all going to be dependent on Wednesday morning at 830. It's the only thing that matters. If that CPI number comes in hot again, Katie bar the door, they will murder the market. If it comes in light, just that's when you get your buying shoes and you start, you put your buying shoes on immediately. So, I mean, that is all that matters. Inflation is what matters in this market. You can talk about the war. You can talk about all the other concerns out there. This market, what matters is what the Fed is going to do next. And that is dependent on inflation. What if it comes in in line? Then we then well, we, then we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know. But I think you're going to go with the direction. I don't think it's going to be. You know, where we get the head fakes. I don't think you're going to get a lot of head fakes on eight thirty. I think the algos are going to be right. It comes in light. They're going to rip them. If it comes in hot again, which it could, because there's been a lot of inflation still and it lags. If it comes in hot, I'm scared. So I don't know what to say. I'm too scared to load up ahead of that number. And anticipate that, oh, maybe it's going to come in light. Because if it came in hot, you're going to get killed. So, I mean, that's where we're at. But expectations, what are the expectations? Can we do the CPI? Oh, do you have that right I, now? Throwing yeah, you under the bus. I, I, I have to pull them it's off. really what matters. I don't, have, I don't have them handy. Tomorrow, obviously, is the number day. It's not today, so don't get scared. It's not 830 today. It's tomorrow. No. But if Spencer has that number there, I'm just curious what they're looking at. Was it 8, 8% again? It's a little lighter than the the previous month. I thought expectations were. He's trying uh, six, six. No, no, no. That's last month's reading. Whoops. Uh, what is the estimate here? I threw him right under the bus. You threw him under the bus. Oh, here we go. Um, eight point one percent. So last month was eight point five. Yes, it is for tomorrow's eight point one. So. It comes in eight point five nine. Year year. If it came in anything with a nine. This market would just get destroyed, I think. If it comes in in the sevens, you could have a rip your face off short squeeze. So that's what matters tomorrow. It's going right. to be choppy ahead of it. You're going to see a rip. You're going to see a dip today. You're going to see multiple rips. You're going to see multiple dips. It's going to be very choppy ahead of this number. It is all that matters. That is what matters tomorrow. Uh, Spencer, you weren't here. Like over under, yeah. Like at 8.8, .8, Franz is saying, everybody put in their number. What they think the CPI is going to, and we could give like right. whoever's closest. We could give like a free, you know, thirty-day subscription to Benzinga Pro. Can we do that? We do a little contest. Sure, I made but, one up right now. CPI right. item. Yeah, CPI guess. Let's do it here. Here's what we'll do. I'll put. I'll make a quick spreadsheet, and we can uh, can put your number in there. I'll do Joel, what's your number? Actually, don't influence. Let's let's let the chat go for the next minute. Next minute, chat. Throw in your CPI numbers. Tom Vigor says nine point seven. Young money says actually, all right, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do e email. Okay, I screwed it up already. Email us. I'll, you got to email. I like seeing it in the chat. Can we grab oh, Mitch, no, no, Mitch do I, the chat? I, I'm not writing down all, all the chat things, so yeah, Mitch will do it. No, money Mitch, I, you got the I'm chat. Not keeping track of the money Mitch will do it. Look, all the numbers are coming in now. We love our chat. There's nines, there's oh, eights, there's no. seven. Somebody threw 420. <laughs> oh. All right, this is what you want to do. Uh, we Email us with your guess for CPI, to, uh, and we'll we'll make the deadline at, at what end of day today? What what's the, what should the deadline be? Like midnight tonight? We'll make it midnight sure. tonight. Midnight tonight. Um, all right. Email us at the email address that's on the screen. Pre market appenzinga.com. Um, and put CPI in the 
subject, and the, the whoever's closest will, 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 will give away some some swag or some or a free pro subscription or something. We'll figure it Money out. Money Mitch is going to talk about the chat numbers too, but I think email us. Email us your guests. Premarket at Benzinga.com. CPI number and you can yeah. get some swag yeah. too. We'll hook you up. I, I think you I get think that number spot on. We'll hook you up. James P says you're not emailing me. All right, you want to email me? Fine. Then we'll do a form. Mitch is going to make a form right now. How about that? Oh goodness, it's getting complicated. Gonna, you can't right, do, Joel, Joel, what were you going to say like before this? this? It's my we, fault. We got sidetracked. Don't have them send it to pre-market at Benzinga because then that comes to my email too. <laughs> you don't want to get them all. It comes to mine too. That you just oh, screwed God. me. I got a thousand emails now. You don't check your email. Why do you care? I don't check because I get so many dang emails to that email. I need to block that email. Oh my <laughs> uh, right. Blue Blue wasn't optimistic at all. No. Yeah. He's uh, scared. Yeah. Blue was scared. Yeah. Blue made me scared, Joel, because I thought it was a little more real time. And then he says, this data lags. I'm like. He's like six months. Well, I ain't going to lag six months, but it's going to lag. Oh dear. So Lord. I'm scared too. And I'm talking to people, talking to the same thing. You know, even people tweeting out Tampa Builder. Nothing going on. We were we were selling houses, buying building houses, but a lot few less houses to build. It's the same thing I'm hearing everywhere. It's starting to slow down demand destruction. But that is not going to be in this data yet. So it'll be in the data in six months. Not going to be in the data today, so right. or tomorrow. Let, let, let's talk about some some of the big movers here from this morning. Uh, we'll talk about CPI tomorrow. But um, man. I gotta say, uh, I didn't see this one coming. Like I, I, I knew it'd be bad. Some of these reports are gonna be bad, right? And I knew the stocks would trade down regardless, but I did not see this kind of pain. Like look at Upstart this morning. Upstart U, UPST is down. What is it down? Fifty four percent right now. I think my number on the screen is already outdated. It's down fifty four percent. They reported last night. Uh, the backward looking numbers, the earnings were were okay, right? It's the guy. The guidance was pretty was pretty bad though. Q2 sales guidance, below estimates. Uh, EBITDA guidance, below estimates. Fiscal year sales guidance, below estimates. Everything below estimates for Upstart. So the good news is, hey, they make money. The bad news is they're guiding below the streets, already low expectations. And the stock that was down 80% from its all-time high is now down another 50% in one day. This is, this, uh, and, and again, I'm going to give, Props to Money Mitch here because I laughed out loud because he says it's not upstart, it's downstart. It is. <laughs> Money Mitch calling her downstart. But uh, this reminds me of Lucent Technologies, Joel, uh, back in the year 2000. It reminds me. Obviously, Lucent was widely owned. Upstart isn't widely owned. But I can remember Lucent going down, 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 and then they cut the thing in half on one earnings report. Nortel Technologies, same thing. Stock went from 120 to like 60, then had a bad report and it opened at 28. So it's like the stock that just got cut in half gets cut in half again on an earnings report. Welcome to your tech bubble burst. And we are experiencing the te- next tech bubble burst 20 years later. The same thing occurs in all these stocks. They're all too ridiculously valued. They're all coming back in fast. What happened to Nortel Networks at the end of all that? It went to zero. What happened to Lucent Technologies? It got taken over at a dollar. What's going to happen to Upstart? I don't know. But Upstart actually makes some money. How do they make money? I didn't know they made money. Was that a one-time thing? No. Nortel was not a fraud. It was a zero. So, um, I know I just said, uh, respond to the chat. But Upstart made money. No, That's Upstart, good news. Upstart makes money every quarter. Do they? Yes. Bring it up. Okay, well, this is all of a sudden maybe a value stock. Maybe no, we got to start looking at this differently. I wouldn't go that far. I like the companies that make money. I'm surprised. I didn't know they made money. That's why I was wondering if it was a one-time thing or no. like I didn't know they made money. Yeah. Let's go look. We're looking at the details here. This is the, for the pro count earnings calendar. This is in their history as a public company, which isn't very long. Show me. Right, right, right there. Uh, EPS every quarter. Not bad. Okay. At a certain point in time, this one I'm going to say is probably they're making money. I don't think, but it, Nortel made money too. Um, I don't think it's a zero. So I don't think it's a zero. I don't know if I'm coming in and being the hero and saying 35 is the bottom. Because if you were the hero at 100, you're down 70% of your money, which isn't good. 77 yesterday, you think you're the hero. Now it's 35. And these things don't just bounce back. So I think there's some value somewhere, but maybe a wait until it actually stops going down. I, I don't know. Joel, what is your thoughts here? I mean, you've been quiet the whole morning. I don't even know what to say. Because if it's really making... 50 cents, 50 cents, 60 cents a dollar, 
I mean, okay, well, let's add that up, making a dollar fifty or two dollars a year. I mean, now you're starting to get into value territory on what was supposed to be disruptive technology. Did they give some guidance? Wasn't good. Right. Yeah, yeah. The guy, the guidance was bad, right? Let, let's let's not okay, like, so. let, let's not pretend it wasn't. The guidance was bad. So yeah, they make money, but their their sales guidance, their EBITDA guidance, all that came in well below where the street was expecting. So that's going to hurt you every time. I can't find anything here. I mean, I went back to the weeklies and, and you got to go right the, back to the IPO day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're back to like the first month of trading. We're almost at all time lows. The stock went. This is an incredible. Stock goes from twenty two dollars. Yep. In the first month of trading to $401 when the guy on CNBC gets thrown under the bus, asked what they do, and he couldn't answer the question, but he was loaded up in it. That's telling you the dumb money that owned this thing. And now all the ways full. That is that guy speaking at uh, Benzinga Conference. So Thanks, don't, don't call it dumb money. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Uh, he's a technical trader. He doesn't have to know what the company does, but yeah. Well, I hope he sold it. I'm sure he did. I, I don't know, actually. We'll find out. Anyways, I'm I'm saying you should know what this company does on CNBC. Speaking or not speaking, I don't know anything about that. It's not my job to know about that. I'll speak what I speak. So don't like it too bad. Upstart, $400, <laughs> down to $34. It's ugly. Hope that guy sold. Uh, there's a monthly low at $2,261. i am just going to go out on a limb and say that it's not going to get to $2,261 today. I don't know. There will be a rally at some point. I guess the thing would be to to check your pre market low, and uh, you know maybe try and you know hold your hat on that. Really, the only way if they keep you know crushing this thing is you know buying some at thirty four, buying some at thirty three, buying some at thirty two. I mean, if that's your your style of trading, but uh, right now, just right on the lows of the pre market session, no one's stepping up, so. Keep an eye on your pre-market low and maybe get a little dip below that and then it comes back up. Uh, tough strategies. If I was short, I'd be throwing I, some bids out. If there. I was short, I'd bring it in. Yeah. And I think you're, you know, you're got a company that actually does make money. So if that continues, I don't know. But if you're short this thing, the easy money, like wow. Earnings into the earnings. It was easy money. What was the expected move on this thing? Uh, it was like 20, 20 something percent. Holy man, they're pricing in even that much on an expected move and then down 54. I mean, all time lows, $22.61. I don't know what the IPO public price was. That's always one to think about, too. So if you know that number, spit it out. I don't know what the actual underwritten price was on this thing, but $22. The only thing we do know is $22.61. I would tell you what the IPO price was. How about that? Um, ba ba ba, twenty dollars, twenty bucks. There you go, twenty bucks. Huge. There's good support down there. Yeah, that's also yeah, I mean, thirty-four dollars to twenty. That's another nice. Uh, that's another nice haircut. <laughs> if you right if you there. really want to trade this thing today, I mean, you could probably go back and drill in on your dailies and find some things. I don't have any interest in trading in it, but that that would be the only only way to to take a look at it. Find some daily levels from. Some way back that when what was that uh, in twenty uh, IPO'd in late two thousand twenty. So drill down on your dailies if you want some levels in that. All right, upstart. Not the only big loser of the morning, of course. GDRX, good RX, the online pharmacy down thirty six percent. I think what did it, what did, what does it say on the screen? It says, uh, oh wait, no, I skipped Peloton. Sorry, let's do Peloton now. That uh, that's what's next. Peloton is down. What now? 24% give or take um, as expected you know the bar was low and uh, they 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 missed and this is this is the thing their EBITDA right which is one of your gauges of profitability going in the wrong direction right last quarter I'm sorry in the same quarter last year so a year ago their uh, EBITDA was 63 million dollars uh, last quarter their EBITDA was a loss of $266 million. So going the wrong way on profitability. Uh, EPS uh, missed, sales missed, the whole thing uh, was, was bad. But, yeah. Well, I figured out the trick to investing. <laughs> What's that? Uh, well, I learned it from Dennis. What's that? You, um, the losers in your wife's accounts. Yeah, put the losers in your wife's accounts. Yeah, this is this is, <laughs> this is not a, so Joel tried I, to tell her to sell it for for a year. 
You've been trying to tell her to sell this one for a year. Yep. Yep. So, so you were right. Um, Your yep. wife was wrong on this one. Yep. And she is in no mood to be told uh, Peloton said 10 bucks. So um, I won't tell her. Bouncing I, off. Yeah, you had a couple a lows under 10. Problem. At least I saw in the earnings that even Joel, the instructor, couldn't turn this stock around. I was, I was, I was riding with you this this earnings. Whoa, Joel, you look great. Nice I, I've been I, I've been seeing you on there, Joel. Joel, you look great on that thing. You're my I favorite. think I should buy a Peloton. I was talking hey, about uh, it. Is Mitch up to like his old tricks again? You know it. You let know me see. It, I don't. I, I don't see. It. Did you put have it it's on the cold, screen, baby? Oh, you, you used that yet? one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's the best. Best. Yeah. It looks awesome on that thing. It's the best one. I am in great shape. We do not I swam two thousand yards this morning, so I don't yeah. know what Joel you guys is in good did. shape. Nice one, yeah, nice one. In uh, the pool, five thirty. So, All right. I mean, I, I'm pissing everyone off today, so I might as well piss more people off too. <laughs> um, this was literally um, when I tweeted it out when we had the rumor that Amazon was going to buy it at thirty five. I tweeted multiple times so that I would be a seller up here at $35 yeah, and that nobody was coming to buy them at $35, zero people. I had 500 messages at me telling me how stupid I was. And this was getting taken over at $60. It is now 10. I think I was right. Might get taken over. Might be at a dollar. Next. I, I think someone's going to buy him. Do I think someone's going to buy him now? Probably, I don't know. Probably not. But one of these days, uh, I think somebody will buy them. I just don't know who, and I don't know at what price. Uh, GDRX is where I was going to go before this. Disaster down 35% this morning. Um, the online. I, well, I just want good news think on, uh, on Peloton. Uh, Emily got one, and she just didn't like it, and she scratched it. She got right. someone. She scratched it. She got someone. Uh, I'm like, someone. You like didn't lose any money on buying that thing, so that that's that's the good news. Uh, Emily scalped out of buying her Peloton, so that's good news. Right, we're on uh, GDRX. Yeah, GDRX. Same story. The backward-looking numbers were okay. The forward-looking numbers were not. Uh, they their Q2 sales guidance was light, and then they said. Uh, yeah, do you guys remember the uh, the guidance we gave for the fiscal year? Um, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna hit that either. So for you, you can throw, huh. throw that out because we're not going to hit it. So another disaster, right? Yeah, this is just fun. Investing is fun. Invest in value. Invest in reasonable valuations. You don't invest in storied growth stocks. You trade storied growth stocks. You don't invest in them. If you are investing in this. This is what you get. So I mean, it's all about bottom line. There's, we've said this before. When the story is hot, valuation doesn't matter. When the story goes cold, it's the only thing that matters. And then when, and when the, the story, story, goes, when the story goes cold, earnings don't matter. Like, like good news doesn't matter. Like, these companies probably could have come out with good reports today, and it wouldn't have mattered. I don't know if Upstart would be down 50% on a good report, but they, they wouldn't be up either. Good news doesn't matter. Everything is down. That's it. What who's eating their lunch? I mean, is it just uh, the people still going to drugstores? Is there it's, it's Amazon? Amazon, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Costco is probably cheaper, yeah, probably Costco, yeah, Costco pharmacy is dirt cheap, yeah, Costco is not cheap. No, the pharmacy, no, the stock itself has come down nicely, though. I would be a buyer Costco somewhere, but it's still expensive, man. I wish Costco would, I wish Costco would get in that value territory, like. 19 20 times earnings i'd load up costco and you joel got to 19 20 times earnings where's costco 30 35 quietly lost 100 bucks here Uh, yeah i know and this is what we've been saying they're gonna come for this stuff i don't it's hard to say like i don't want to toot our horn and say we've been right we're right about a lot of stuff man this is it's another thing we're saying consumer staples we said it three weeks ago. We were early on it. Said it two months ago that you can't hide in this stuff. That eventually they come for this stuff too. They're coming for it. It's the everything sell-off. You are now feeling what a real bear market's all about. And it's when you hide in stocks. When you hide in or when you're hiding in stocks, you get punished. When you hide in crypto, you get punished. When you hide in Bitcoin, it's supposed to be a safety trade. You get punished. Hide in U.S. dollars, you lose to inflation, but at least you're not losing five percent a day. Yeah. 
What about well, uh, the utilities leading us up? You know, I mean, if that wasn't like a warning, you know, higher interest rates, utilities leading us higher. Wow. I mean, that was that warning signal. And, and they're I don't coming know. off now too. Yeah. Got a great I mean, level for you in XLU here if you're if you're trading this thing. Got a quad top here, seventy one fifty. So where are we trade is it or is it a little bit higher than that? Let me see my data window. Uh if you trade this, no, seventy two fifty, I'm sorry. Major level. Unless this thing gets over seventy two fifty in a jiffy, you're looking at seventy, you're looking at sixty eight, you're looking at sixty six. So Big level there. Low risk short here at uh seventy one eighty one for leaving on leaning on the seventy two fifty. What about the oil stocks yesterday? <sighs> I mean, we called this too, folks. We called this yesterday morning. Yesterday morning on this show. Chevron opened at the high tick. It opened right at the high tick, one sixty seven seventy five, and then lost ten bucks. I think it's time to not be hiding in this stuff. I think it's actually time to start selling some of this, these winners and actually buying some of these losers. Not necessarily the upstarts, but maybe you got to find the ones. And I don't know, maybe it is upstart. You know, you got to find the ones now that maybe you're coming down into reasonable valuation land. I don't know if upstart's the one, but I mean, you're hiding and there's been so much rotation into commodities for the last year. All the crowded trade is there. Look for what the next crowded trade to come off is. And I still think it's oil. I mean, I sold my new core after holding it for so long. I have one I have one small piece left, very small piece left. And it was right there. It was $175, I think I sold it at or something. And I was like, it's just gotten too far. It's gotten too stupid. And I still am of the opinion that we're going to get demand destruction, which is going to filter itself down to steel which is going to filter itself down to oil. Yes, we still have a war, but we've had a war premium priced into these stocks. So if we start getting demand destruction, a lot of that is not priced into these stocks. And that's the next real you know, trouble coming here is demand destruction. I don't care. It's happening, whether you like it or not. Uh, actually, I was looking at uh, in one of my portfolios yesterday, and it had, you know, it had some really huge, you know, winners in it. it had some small losers, and I'm, and I almost felt like swapping everything out, you know, like that, you know, like taking profits on all the stuff. Maybe not, you know, necessarily, you know, uh, doubling down on all, you know, the the things that we're in. But I'm just like, just like ring it, man. Just ring it, bring it in, set it forget it for a few days and then and then reapply it but um you know got to stick with what got you here i'll tell you you're not gonna get your crush in cvx there's one thing cvx and oxy there's one thing that's gonna crush those stocks one thing only if warren sells there you go and he just bought last quarter so and he's been buying 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 so unless he's like doing some scalping day trading or whatever um, he's got he's he's loaded the boat in these. So, you know, you know, Warren, he got you here at this point. I don't know that red candle there in CVX and Oxy. That may be, uh, you know, that's the one that catches you. Yeah. That's the one that catches know, everybody because they all come in on day one and they buy the dip, and then you get a little bit of a lift, and they're like, oh yeah, here we go, and they pull the rug out from it again. So that candle. Is like a catch candle. Put that in the technical analysis book where you get caught, you got stock and uptrend, you get that first big red candle. And that's where people like are like, oh. And they're like, but you know, it's in an uptrend overall, so we better buy this dip. And the overall market though is not. And now you got people caught here too. So it's not 2020 anymore where every dip gets bought. It's 2022 where we've got an overall downtrend. We've had a sector trending up, and that's a break of trend. So a potential break of trend. I don't like that candle at all. I'd be a seller of all oil stocks on every rally. Uh, the um, I could give you a longer term for this oxy here. Just uh, you know something. If you've been in this for a while, you got it. It's it's sticking out at you right here. And you know, go to your monthlies, right? Because this is this is a three month endeavor here. Uh, we got up to uh, sixty three twenty four. Had a little bit of a failure. You got up to sixty three fifty six. You had a little bit of a failure. This month you exceeded that just a couple days ago, two days ago, you got to 6498. 
and you failed. So, I mean, three monthly tops in a row. Look what it did here. Three monthly tops and then another three monthly tops. So I'm not saying it's eminent. It's going down tomorrow, going down next week or two weeks or three weeks. But I'd be real, you know, the big boys that wanted to sell between 63, 64, 65, now they like, you know, they're going to have a meeting with their technical analysis guy. And they're like, man, we just can't get out there. What, what are we doing? And they'll say, well, bring your offers down to 60 or you know, yep. something like that. They're going to bring their, on a, on a bar like that, they're going to bring their offers down. And now everybody that was late to the party, if you bought this in the last four days, you know, you're, you're, scratch, you're scratching your head. Like, oh, man, I bought it at 58 and it went to 65. I didn't take my profits. Now I'm flat. What should I do? So that's a setup there for you in Oxy. O-X-Y. Look at the chart of Nucor. I believe this is yeah. what the chart of Chevron and Exxon are going to look like in two weeks, two, three weeks. I think it's going to look the same unless we get some CPI and they just go nuts on it. But I mean, I, I think you've got now break a trend. You had everybody crowded into those trades. I had people like texting me, got to buy these oil stocks here that we got the war going on and Chevron's going to 200. I think they're wrong. I think they're on the wrong side of the trade. Death Candle is a good name for it. I don't know if that's what you call those. I'm I'm not a huge technical analysis person. You know that I'm relationship-based. Somebody called this a death candle. I like that name for that. When you have a nice uptrend and they get the hard red candle, called it a death candle in the chat. I like that death candle sure. name. That might I would be call a it a one. death candle too because that's where death is going to start. So where you've got everybody caught in one day, this is what happens. People get caught in one day and they're like, oh, it's just one day. But one day... Sometimes that, Mitch, you got something to say on that? Death candles? It's it's popped in. Bearish engulfing candle. Is that what it's officially called? Bearish engulfing candle? When you get the body of the red to eat the green. I like that. Bearish engulfing candle. Pac-Man. Got to bring the technicals, man. I like that. He's got the technical terms. I didn't do my technical analysis. What's that thing called? Your CMT? CM yes, sir. Market yes, technician. Sir. I don't know all these. I make I'm up all my own on names. It. I learned all grassroots. I make up all my own names for anything. I see somebody death candle. Death candle is better. Death sounds better. Like death cross. What, death talk, candles. I like that better. Let's talk GM for a second because uh, Dennis, I believe you mentioned Kathy a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, and this was a surprising one. I noticed she did some buying yesterday. Uh, and and she but she bought a new one. She bought GM, which is incredible. I don't believe she'd ever bought before. Um, no, I don't think she did. And so GM is wow. is, is disruptive innovation now. Yeah, it's disruptive technology. Kathy owns, or I should say Kathy, Ark Invest owns a little more than 158,000 shares of GM right now in the ARKQ fund. She's switching up the script. She realized it's not working. I, I actually like you know that she's switching it up a little bit here. The one problem is, is I'm not buying, I own a little piece of GM. I kept a little piece there. I sold into the last, I sold in the rally, what was it, March or, no, April. And that last little bit where I sold all my Ford, I sold half my GM because I'm just concerned that nobody's going to pay these prices for new vehicles. And I think that is the concerning thing. And I do think GM has tougher times ahead. But it's a value stock. And is it going to get through this? Yes. Is it a zero? No. So I like that she's starting to go to other types of companies here. Very shocking because... I wouldn't think of GM as disruptive technology, but I'm telling you, they're going to be a huge EV player. So maybe she's reading at that. I've said that for a long time. GM's going to be a huge EV player. If the EV story was still hot and the market was making new all-time highs, I'd be long GM still, but we're not in Kansas anymore, and you've got to adjust on the fly. I want GM back in my long-term portfolio, a bigger size eventually, but I don't want it when I'm getting demand destruction all around and automotives are going to be at the top of the pecking list. So... That's why uh, I'm not buying more yet. But I do like GM on the watch list. I didn't make a new low for the move yesterday, so that that's good on a relative strength basis. Also, you had a, a little bit of a gap fill, which is also good if you were worried about that. And I'm just going to – I'll just go with the one number, make Triple D happy, 40 bucks. Yeah, two highs uh, the last two days just over that. Psychological, I think you get over 40, you get bid at 40. A little bit more on the upside. If not, just uh, you know, more of the same, popping a drop. Um, imagine I, I don't know how I'd feel if I was a GM shareholder. I imagine if you loved Kathy, you would have loved this move. If you hated Kathy, you would be like, No, she's buying my stock. 
and that scares me. Um, she did a lot of buying yesterday. Yeah, she most she, of the more the same Square, yep. Path, yep. Coinbase. Oh, I have that little small piece of Coinbase. That was a <gasps> bag holding that. The, the coin, the, the crypto. It's like stocks, nothing left of it. The crypto stocks. I mean, they, they do have a, a higher beta than, like I think when Bitcoin moves they down, they move down more. Right. Oh, yeah. So coin down eighty five, yeah. That's well, the MSTR, and again, you know, I was saying this yesterday, but apparently, like they're levered up on this. They and are, they're all yeah. underwater here now in Bitcoin. But if it gets down to twenty one thousand, apparently, they got to do some selling. So I mean, that's scary. It's tough. So this yeah. is why you're seeing these stocks just get absolutely murdered. I do have the high blockchain still. Ah, yeah, bag holding that thing. That was in the long term portfolio because we do. Love our friend Frank Holmes. I just Frank is a victim of you know obviously this entire sector and Bitcoin just get murdered. I uh, want to get our guest thoughts on all this. Uh, Joel Kalina, who's the head of technology and media trading at Wedbush Securities, um, and he's got uh, I think a a silver lining here as it as it Love pertains to tech. So Joel, good morning. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, uh, you you made a comment in your note this morning that stuck out to me because we've been pretty bearish, you know, here. So I just want to start with like the silver lining comment you made when you were comparing this to the the, the dot com bubble, right? And, and you said, well, at least this time around, technology is the foundation of our lives. It's not discretionary; it's a staple in some way, right? So at least we can lean on that, right? At least there is some technology that we know is never going to go away. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And thanks for having me back on. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I read that somewhere. Then I kind of just went went with it a little bit. Obviously, there's a lot of people making the correlations to the dot-com era versus where we are currently. There's definitely some similarities. You know, we, there definitely was an elevated, you know, uptick in, in, in spending, you know, ahead of the, you know, the apocalyptic, you know, Y2K. Um, and then obviously COVID just kind of obviously created such a muddy picture of, of everything. You know, we saw this pull forward of demand. Um, companies were able to cut spending, cut their, cut their investments, run a little bit more leaner. But obviously demand came back at such a, a quicker pace than anyone could ever have anticipated. And now you have companies actually kind of cutting spending. You know, Amazon talked about having way too much warehouse you know, capacity. Uh, you had Uber over the weekend say they're going to you know, start looking at expenses a lot closer Facebook has said similar as well. And, and these aren't small companies. So that's my one concern. Um, but as, as kind of touching on my point, yes, it is different. Technologies are much more ingrained in all aspects of our lives, whether it's, you know, the work from hybrid work from home situation. Um, you know, we're still seeing a shift to the cloud, increasing cyber threats, things along those lines. But um, obviously it's a, the TMT bubble has bursted. I don't know if tomorrow, yesterday is the bottom, but it does feel like the bottoming process finally has started in the sense you know, we really saw an uptick in volume, volume activity yesterday and really hadn't been able to say that uh, kind of up until really Friday and yesterday. 
So what are your thoughts here? I mean, and Joel, you've been absolutely correct on a lot of stuff. I saw you even on CNBC last week, and you're one of the few analysts that got on CNBC and talked bearish on a lot of these stocks because they all go on there bullish. Yeah. I have so much respect for your opinion, and you've been absolutely correct on a lot of this disruptive technology saying the pain train is still ahead. I mean, it has intensified yeah. significantly here in the last few days. It feels like capitulation on some of these names, like Upstart this morning, down another. I mean, it just keeps falling here in the pre-market. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like just washing out everyone. Down another 58% a day. I mean, this is a stock that was down 70 or 80% coming into the print. It goes <laughs> down another 58%. This is the definition of capitulation. It actually makes money. Um, but are we getting to a point on some of these stocks where you could have a capitulatory bottom? I, I It's starting to feel like that. So like I, I didn't really turn constructive on Friday. And I remember looking at my screens, you know, Shopify got crushed on Friday as well. And people were, sent, you know, dipping in. Um, and then look what happened yesterday. You know, all yeah, I, mean, I, I counted at one point. Um, at least 60 to 65 stocks. I'm just my TMT monitor, US TMT, we're down at least 10%. Wow. Um, and, and so yesterday's kind of move on the elevated volume, I think volumes for the NASDAQ were up 22% versus a 20-day average. We know there's been some forced selling, forced de-risking de going on, especially within the, the tech community. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, th I think you'd be dipping in and I obviously want to be selective. I think I've, I've, I've tried to you know maintain the world isn't completely ending. Um, but in terms of the story stocks, you know, look what Peloton's doing right now. Upstart, as you mentioned as well, Zoom, DocuSign, these high-flying, you know, cloud SaaS names. You know, I, I think it's it's too early to dip into them. I think, you know what, like a name like Unity, we love the story. Um, you know, it was trading at 100 times sales at one point. Recently, 40 times sales. I think it's around 15 times sales. They report tonight. We'll see the reaction. That could be a very good indicator for some of the, the high flying, flying growth names again, because that stock got murdered yesterday. So keep an eye on Unity tonight. We know they got a great CEO. It's a great story. Um, we'll see if there's any appetite. But as of right now, as we as what we currently know with the Fed's current you know kind of path as well, nothing really says you need to dive in head first. Yeah, you maybe pick away maybe a quarter or thirty year positions and names you like. But we know corporate cloud demand remains strong. Uh, look what my kind of Azure told us. Uh, Google Cloud was solid. IBM surprisingly we put up a decent print as well. ServiceNow, so we are getting pockets of uh, you know you know positive you know I don't want to call them green shoots, but um, I think you just got to be very very selective uh, versus trying to be a hero. It's so tough because ServiceNow put up a good print, goes up for a day, yeah, and then gives it back, and now I'm starting to break down, make new lows. It's like, and I said this yesterday on the show. I mean, it seems like when you disappoint, they hit you down and murder you and keep murdering you and when you beat on these growth technology stocks they p bounce for a day or two and then they eventually give it back and start going down anyway so it's like lose lose shorts win on both sides yeah and 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 you guys touched on on what's going on what happened to energy yesterday as well earlier in the show and 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 that's why I'm, I th I'm probably a lot more constructive as I sit here today than I was at any other point in, the re in recent weeks, because you really we've, we've, we've started to see the market generals being shot. And that's obviously large cap tech um, energy just carried out. Expedia's numbers last week were very interesting to me. Um, we know the commentary has been extremely constructive from the travel reopening space, whether it's from from the airlines to the hotels to Airbnb. And again, they've just been murdered the past three to four days as well. So. Um, I think, you know, again, that to me indicates there's just broad based capitulation forced selling and it's probably, you know, a sign that you, like I said, you probably can start dipping into selective position. But again, any of these names attached to Kathy Wood, I wouldn't buy them with your money. And, and, that, and that calls worked out perfectly up to this point. And I still yeah. think it'll be interesting what happens if she, her assets really, you know, flee. I, I'm, it's shocking to me. Again, I think I woke up was it your last Thursday morning? I think Wednesday we had the market squeeze after, you know, during the Powell presser and you wake up, you see the headline, you know, ARC funds see the most inflows in over a year. I mean, that's madness. So, I mean, it shows maybe psychology is not weak enough yeah. in certain, certain pockets of these stocks. Uh, we yeah. know what's going on in the crypto world, you know, with that continues to kind of that bubbles continues to pop and it's probably yet to fully burst. Um, but yeah, it's, avoid, avoid the, 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 avoid the story stocks, avoid those high growth names, you know, that again, I mean, we're never going to see those valuations for probably ever. It's just the reality we're in. What about an Airbnb? Yeah. And this is a story stock. This is a higher growth name. But this is obviously 
really is disruptive. I mean, yeah. I look at this and think at $119, can it grow into this valuation? I mean, this was the question a lot of these. I'm like, most of them, you would, the answer would be no. But I look at this and think, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, what are your thoughts here on this one? I mean, the story is great. I mean, yeah. I, I think the story is fantastic. And like I yeah. said, I thought they they put up, you listen to, I, I mean, I only I skimmed their conference call last week. And I yeah. think, it, again, like a lot of the other travel reopening plays, they sound very bullish on, on, on the trends heading into the summer. Um, we know they're a very disruptive company within the leisure space as well. Um, and, and people are still, I mean, I guess it comes down to the reality is we know the consumer slowing and that's part of, you know, upstarts blow up this, you know, uh, last night, yeah. you know, delinquencies are on the rise. So that's kind of, I think what's weighing, weighing on obviously the, the travel names is the fears have now become, you know, is this, is this the best it's going to get? Are we at peak travel, peak reopening? I don't think we are. Um, but I think that's what's kind of been weighing on, on the likes of like Zen, Expedia, Bookings, Airbnb. And I think you want to be buying buying the weakness of some of these names um, for the very reason, you know, stick with the companies that have put up decent quarters, put up healthy guides. And more importantly, their conference calls, you know, were, were, were for the most part, very constructive um, as kind of they saw multiple tailwinds behind the story. I mean, this Expedia chart too here, $180. These falls are just, these are unbelievable really when you put it in perspective this last week the end the indices aren't doing justice to what is really happening yeah. when you lift up the hood you've got a lot of stocks down 30 percent a week i mean expedia yeah. in six trading sessions went from 180 dollars to 127 i mean m- maybe spencer you can look up the p on this one in the background but expedia to my knowledge makes money um i don't know like if it's cheap stock necessarily but at a certain point it probably is I mean, this is unbelievable. Some of these moves, he just mentioning even, you know, and then he can even go into some of the value names and they've been hit as well. But I, yeah. I, I, I tend to yeah. side with, you know, I think eventually we got to start putting some money to work here. And, and, and also kind of a name that I, a group of stocks, I may have been right in, in avoiding kind of the high expensive software and, and obviously avoiding this, the Kathy Wood story stocks. But again, I've been upbeat on, on cybersecurity and look at those stocks yesterday. I think there was five or six of them were down 10%. So that again speaks to they're coming after every pot, every corner of the market's been carried out. Um, maybe it does it may not be the, the bottom, but it's definitely it, it's what you want to see when the, when the bottoming process is truly begun and is in motion. Again, energy carried out, cybersecurity, the travel reopening names just 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 slaughtered as well. But you know, look at the cybersecurity. We know threats aren't going to decrease anytime soon. I would still avoid the names like Zscaler and CrowdStrike. Only because they're still trading, you know, north of 25 times sales. Um, at least they were. Who knows where they are today? Uh, probably a little bit below there. Um, but yeah, I'm trying trying to stick with themes where companies actually still sound constructive on demand. And you mentioned value. I mean, look at the value chat, um, the chart. You know, just the the the, the spread between value and growth on a on a 10 year basis. Value still massively underperformed. Um, and that I think that trade continues to work. Um, and I think I said it on CNBC. It felt very dirty saying you, you probably continue to buy IBM, buy Oracle. Um, you know, the, again, those names will continue to work. Um, I don't include Intel in that camp because they have a lot of spending ahead of them, which is still going to be a massive margin headwind. And I think the story there is still a complete you know, cloud and, and, and mess, to say the least. But, you know, I think stick with value. And then again, try to maybe dip into themes. If you're not there already, dip into themes that at least there's some tailwinds behind them versus all the, the mess otherwise. But yeah, consumer slowing. Um, you know, we still know the, the, the Fed, you know, is, is, is in the midst of a tightening cycle, still very uncertain in terms of where we are in inflation. And and from what we would know right now, I mean, hopefully we get we get a, a signs that inflation's peaked, enter a dis, disinflationary phase, and then we can get more clarity from Powell and company. And, and, and then you can become a lot more bullish on tech overall. But what we know right now, it just seems like you're throwing you know blind darts at a board. We're on the line with Joel Kalina, head of technology, media trading at Wedbush Securities. Uh, Joel, what about uh, the deals, the risk arb deals uh, out there on the table? Uh, Born Buffett gets involved in the Microsoft and uh, Activision trading at a huge discount. Yep. Um, also, you know, Twitter uh, trading a good six, seven dollars away from. Uh, from Elon Musk takeout price, just taking a look at those two deals. I mean, the environment, you know, that we're in, the, you know, 
what do you look at the likelihood of these deals going? And then it says, if these deals do, do go through, do you just think uh, the M&A is just going to be dead until this market stabilizes? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Twitter, I didn't I didn't read a ton of it. I'm sure all your viewers and you guys have read more than me on the Obviously, there's talk that Musk may, may reprice the Twitter deal, given just kind of what's been going on in the market the past week or so. Nice. It all seems like it, it seemed like a circus from, from the first time we got the headlines that Musk was exploring a deal. And it's pretty much become a circus. Um, so I've kind of avoided that as much as I could, to be honest with you. It's, I feel like it's been a waste of energy. Activision is very interesting. I mean, we know it's a natural fit for Microsoft, what they're looking to do within the e-gaming ecosystem and, and, and obviously competing better versus Sony in terms of first party content. And obviously the Xbox, you know, subscription pass boosts that. Um, the spread is massive. And I think, I think it speaks to really up until 2021, you know, Microsoft sort of been going under the radar. You know, they've made some decent sized deals over the year. They never even, you know, no one even questioned it in terms of a regulatory view, but imagine if it was Facebook buying, uh, Activision, the uproar that we would have seen. So I think Microsoft's being a lot more scrutinized than it ever has. We know there's new leadership, the FTC, DOJ. I think the deal gets through. Um, I, I think Microsoft was fully aware of, uh, of of all the potential regulatory concerns in terms of you know the impact to the consumer. Um, it, so I, I I have to think they're going to make a lot of concessions. I mean, I, I you know offering content updates and obviously all the all the titles across all platforms not just on the, the microsoft ecosystem or xbox platform rather um so i think yeah and then it's also scary that might you know warren buffett that's one of the only big trades he could find out there last quarter was buying a risk arb deal which is kind of a you know un unlike him for, to, to a certain degree what about this uh i mean i was looking at uh you know the the, the big boys to fall and uh Microsoft yesterday, I don't think this is really in your area of coverage, but man, it took out that 270 yesterday. Yeah. That was the July low. Then you had three monthly lows. Uh, you dip back. You're right there right now. Uh, back at two, I'm 519. I, I mean, if, you, if you're looking for me, like one barometer for the market, I mean, if this thing fails at 270, um, I think just overall, there's just, you know, going to be a lot more downside on the market. If it was just a undercut and rally yesterday, and it's going to go back in the range. But uh, that, you know, you look at, you know, Apple, Google's obviously come off, Amazon, yeah. Tesla's been in, uh, you've been getting hit, but they finally went off. And that thing's almost 100 bucks off its all time high, too. So really be keeping a close eye on uh, that Microsoft 270 today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and again, it kind of goes into that whole theme, the market generals, you know, the, we, we've, we've gone over, I feel like over the past four or five years, every we've had periods of, of concern when the, when the large cap tech names are, are such a, a concentration of the market outperformance. And, and again, it works works in, the, in reverse, right? And, uh, you know, really Apple and, and Microsoft Alphabet had been the outperformers within large cap mega, you know, mega cap growth. And, but again, I think Microsoft Alphabet, they're both roughly 25% off their highs. Apple was 15 to 17% off its highs as well. If there's more downside here, it, 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 again, as you guys highlight, you highlight earlier, there's definitely a disconnect between where NASDAQ and the S&P are trading versus what's going on under the hood. So if these names crack further, they're the easiest, they're liquid, they're easy names for, for people to sell in, in it when, when you have to de-risk and take down your gross. So it's, uh, it's, it's something to keep an eye on. But as I said, at least yesterday, we had a big volume. The selling pressure was broad based across every corner of the market. And I think that's that's the that's how I'm constructive, at least from a technical point of view. It feels like some of the pain, you know, was finally seen and, and, and guys were forced to kind of sell stocks. They probably didn't didn't want to sell. Joel, um, we saw yesterday or over the weekend, the CEO of Uber sent a letter to this, the whole company saying um, it's all about free cash flow now. Yep. Um, to your eyes, with with regards to tech. What not? What metric? What ratio? What number are you hanging your hat on? Is it free cash flow? Is it some, is it just forward PE? Is it something else? Uh, really, just kind of you know looking at margins. Just you know, companies being able to maintain their margins. We know there's pressures everywhere. You know, still in the supply chain, the impact from China growth. Um, you know, there, a lot of companies have been dealing with having to you know cut prices uh, more on the on the consumer tech hardware side of things. Um, but yeah, I think I think obviously everyone, everyone talks about cash flow, but I think for me as a, as a tech guy see where margins are going. And obviously you want to see these companies rein in their spending a little bit. Um, the flip side is what does that really say? What are these guys seeing, 
you know, in the economy where they're all of a sudden now become, you know, concerned about, you know, expense controls. We haven't seen that in quite some time. Yeah. Like I said, Amazon was, 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 a, you know, they admitted to that on their, on their conference call that they just, they spent too much. Uh, um, you know, Facebook's reigning in their metaverse kind of obsession as well. And like you said, Uber early week and IAC, um, I can't really remember the words. I did include a blurb in my note. If you guys want to read it's it's I, but look at what I interactive corp said last night. Now they're a company, they obviously go after startups and, and they're very, uh, you know, active on M and a, you know, they pretty much said it's going to take years, not months, years, uh, for these valuations to even, you know, get near to where they were, if ever, probably never will. Now, granted, they're probably talking up their own book cause that's their game. So they, they benefit from, from depressed valuations, but I can't remember a, a conference call where a company just came out and said that. And again, if you look at what stocks have been doing, it, it, it says a story. And then obviously you have, you know, Bamel, Goldman, Citigroup, all pulling back from SPACs as well. Um, that bubble's obviously completely burst at, at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty incredible looking back the past couple of years, some of the the craziness and, 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 and whatever you want to call it, thievery that was going on in, in corners of this tape. And now it's just completely unwound. You know, Kathy Woods, the emperor without, you know, any clothes. It's just it's just kind of comical to some degree. Joel Kalina, um, uh, head of technology and media training at Whiteboard Securities. Joel, always appreciate your, your perspective. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Good luck out there. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I understand that Joel didn't have a lot of bullish things to say. Um, and neither have we, frankly, throughout the, the, uh, the show today. Um, but. I want to reinforce the idea that in the short term, in the in the intermediate term, yes, things look extremely dicey. Uh, but keep in mind your, your time horizon, right? It, well, it, are people saying we're like we're being overly bearish today? No, I'm just trying to over to compensate. I mean, we 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 always give a balanced opinion on you know on stocks and the markets and stuff. I'd be buying man. stocks. Uh, yeah, but I'm, uh, I'm 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 the like. I'm yeah, people are gonna complain. No one's no complaining. I I'm just trying to like not be all doom and gloom because I, I think you're getting towards a point where you can actually start buying some of these beaten down growth names as long as they're you know re starting to get into reasonable valuations. I mean, some of them aren't. I'm not gonna buy Peloton eleven dollars, but the upstarts intrigues me. It does intrigue me here. I don't want to be the hero, though. I'm not going to be the hero and try to buy a 32 and that's 25 in my face. But, yeah. you know, Karen Feinerman uses three-day rule. Maybe, get a, you know, the washout continues. Maybe it bounces. But, I mean, if the company, like you were showing me, actually makes money and I have to do more research because I don't follow the company close enough to know that this is going to be consistently making money or if the business is going to start to, you know, obviously not do as well with the lower guide. I mean, that changes things. At a certain point, some of these stocks are actually going to be buys. So, and it actually is in, in, in intriguing that Kathy is starting to look to more, more value names. But she's still buying the other growth names too. I like Square, but I mean, I can't buy it ahead of the print. I mean, when is Square Report? Ah. Or did already? Did it? Did it? I don't remember. Did Square let me, Report yet? Let me tell you. They report on there. They were a few weeks ago. Uh, no, a few weeks no, no, ago. no. They were last week. I, I, oh, I, they already reported. I wasn't here for that. I don't. I think can't so. buy it ahead of the CPI print. Is what I meant, yeah. I meant yeah. though when I said that. But I'm just curious with the earnings. Yeah, I see when it, when it reported there. I think it actually gapped up that day. But I can't buy any of this stuff ahead of the CPI report because it's just too dicey. So mm -hmm. have your shopping mm -hmm. list ready. If CPI comes in light, you start buying all these names. CPI comes in hot, you can't touch any of them. I think it's a binary event. I mean, I mean, the options are going to price all that in too, so it's hard to say I'm going to place your bets now. But there is so much, Joel. There is so much dependent on the CPI number tomorrow. I don't think we've ever, in 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 probably the history of this show, had a more important CPI number than this one coming tomorrow. Right, so, even beyond this show, I mean, like it's yeah, been a long yeah. time. I see because yeah. CPI hasn't mattered for years because we haven't had any real real inflation. You know, at least the way that they they put the number together. But I mean, we're at a point now, they've priced in some really bad stuff into this market. To your point, Spencer, I mean, this has been ugly. And there has been a lot of stocks that have been absolutely murdered. There is going to be some money to be made on the long side here. We just need a green light. CPI can give me the green light tomorrow. I might do some buy-in, but it all and, depends on that number. And, and again, the stocks you're looking to maybe nibble in a little bit, they're, they're companies that have revenue that have earnings that are not 
moonshots. Like Matt, we got a question in the chat from Matt Miller about Rivian, right? Because Rivian reports earnings tomorrow after the close. Rivian is is pre profitability. They're they're losing money. So okay, maybe they go in the right direction. Maybe they're maybe they are are getting closer to break even. I don't know what they'll say tomorrow. But like that's not the kind of company you want to be nibbling in right now. A company that's losing money. Right. Ford Ford couldn't sell any of their stake until uh until the lockup was over, huh? That just must have been absolutely gut wrenching. <laughs> to say please <laughs> let us out. Let us out. There's so many suckers out here. Yeah. I don't know when they're racing. Boy, oh boy. Um, I, I mean, it's still. Are... I think there's going to be less cars. On, 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 I don't know about the whole car thing. I just think there's just going to be less cars. I don't know who's going to be making the, you know, the cars. So, um, Rivian, where they make one thing. I mean, I, I'm kind of. Well, I don't even know you. the Rivian car. Can we like? It's like a, a van, isn't it? Yeah, I, I like it. it. I, 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 I've decided like that. I, I've decided that I like it. Yeah. You're gonna Don't buy one? Cars. No, I'm Done not gonna like, yeah, I can't afford this stuff. <laughs> I'm not gonna Done buy with, it. Done with cars. Like $80,000. Done with cars. I'm gonna it's buy like a new bike. 80 grand. For I'm it. gonna buy a Peloton, Joel. I'm gonna go on on a kitchen. You need to start or... working out, Dennis. If you work out, what are you like 220 now? Oh geez. I ran 5k to yesterday, Joel. All right. Really? I'm not as bad a shape wow. as you think. I've been running oh. for a year and a half. I'm not That's as bad a shape as knees. you think. Okay. All right. But all right, we got two minutes. I do like ice cream. Here. Hey, wait, real fast. <laughs> wait, wait. Before I forget, on the CPI note, uh, I I put a link in the chat. The link goes to a Google form. Um, if you want to enter your guess for CPI tomorrow, put it in that form. If you already emailed me, don't worry about it. I got your email. I'll add your email to to our thing. But if you haven't already guessed, if you want to guess what CPI will be tomorrow morning at eight thirty a.m. Eastern time, put your guess in that Google form and it's pinned to the chat on YouTube and um, we'll give away some swag to whoever gets closest. And uh, I'm going to set an arbitrary deadline of like midnight tonight uh, for that. Um, so the link is pinned there in the chat everywhere. Um, okay. Two reports tonight. We got unity Roblox. Yeah. So far. Yeah. EA Coinbase. You got rocket. You got so far. You got unity. You got Roblox. You got oxy, the trade desk. That's pretty, that's more or less it. Trade desk is tonight. Yeah, it is there. Yeah. Then you got Disney tomorrow night. Again, nothing's oh. going to matter past tomorrow morning, though, at 830, because we're going to get so much new information. It's going to be green light. What is that from the was green light, red light on that uh, on the Netflix? That show on the heck of the, the popular Squid, show. Squid like, game. Squid game. Yeah. Remember that game? Green light, red light or red light, green light. Yeah. They played off the bat. Yeah. That's the market tomorrow. Okay. Green light, red light. Remember? That's what the market's going to be I tomorrow. I do remember. And then everyone died. That's a CPI number. Yes, it's going to be green light died. or red light. Everyone Get ready died. to go. Everyone died. So I don't know if that's the best. I thing. know. I'm scared. <laughs> red light. <laughs> green light. Oh, Lord. That's all what's right. going to happen tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. It's going to be green light or red light. We're all going to run or we're all going to die. <laughs> oh, that's a good way to end That is not investment advice. On that positive Green light, note, red light. Red light. Yes. All right, Triple D. I'll catch up with you later on, everyone. Have a great day. That's it. That's it. Going to wrap it up here. Don't forget to smash that like. And, uh, hey, if you're going to be in Vegas this week, why not come to the FinTwit 2022 conference? Go to FinTwit2022.com. I'll be there. I'm leaving tomorrow night. Uh, Neil Hamilton, Aaron Bree, Luke Jacoby, Nick Shaheen, many others. Uh, Mark Minervini, who came up on the show today, uh, will be there as well. Uh, so Friday and Saturday at the Aria Hotel Resort and Casino um, in Vegas. Check it out, fintwit2022.com. How are we doing on our likes today? I haven't checked in like 40 minutes. Uh, let's get a few more. What, what, like three, 370? Let's get to like 500 likes. And uh, thanks to our guest, Joel Kalina. Thanks to all of you in our chat. Reminder, check out our, re- our redesigned pre-market page, Benzinga.com slash pre-market. Our show is there. There is news, headlines, movers, uh, screeners, ratings. Everything you need to start your day is on that page. And uh, last but not least, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice going to wrap it up now send you over to live trading with ryan zunade and money mitch everyone have a great rest of your day i will see you over on 
Benzinga Live in a few hours. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.